What is up, Smash Squad? Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm your host, Ashley Randall, and this is Smash Talk. Before we jump into this week's episode, I'm going to ask you to do me a huge, huge favor. If you have been enjoying this podcast, or maybe even if it's your first time and you take something away from this episode, can you please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. It would help me out so much. So thank you. Thank you. I know you guys are the best. I appreciate you being here and I will see you inside. Alrighty guys, we are going to be trying out something new today. I am going to be dropping episodes every Monday, hopefully every Monday, and they are going to be called Mic Drop Monday. It's going to be short, it's going to be sweet, and it's probably going to be a little spicy if you know me. So I wanted to just welcome you. Thank you for being here on today's episode, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Let's jump right in to the tea, because I've got a story that I don't even think you are going to believe. So I am very private when it comes to my personal life. You guys, uh, even my friends that know me really well, they know that I'm pretty reserved and keep things real close to the chest. So I debated highly on if I wanted to uh, share this story with you guys. And then I thought, you know what? If for no other reason, I'm going to share it because it's good for me. It's good for me to get it off my chest. And I honestly still cannot believe that this happened to me. I, my mind is boggled to say the least. Like it is so boggled. And I've had some crazy shit happen in my life. Crazy. Um, Gosh, I mean, hello, who wasn't there when I was on a five-day legal trial in a courtroom with a crazy ex that I had? That's a whole nother story that I haven't shared here. But yeah, I've had some crazy stuff happen in my life. So you'd think I'd be pretty equipped. Well, this one, man, it just, it tops it. So we're, we're going to title this episode, Gaslighting and Ghosting. <laughs> Hopefully that explains a lot. So I was in a, you know, we'll call it a pseudo relationship. I was seeing somebody off and on for a little over a year and a half. And I, you know, really, really loved this person. We had quite a bit of growing pains and things that needed to be navigated. But at the core, this person was one of my very, very best friends. We became very close and I really loved this person. Um, I, as we know, we got closer, I realized that he had a lot of demons and things that he really needed to work on, things that I wasn't aware of in our friendship and that became exposed when obviously our relationship romantic side started to develop. So as these things were exposed, I was like, oof, okay, you know, I, I will walk through this fire with you. I want to be there. I want to support you as a friend, as a person who loves and cares about you. But you know, some of these things you've got to figure out on your own. Um, and again, that's kind of why it was off and on for, for a while, because there was definitely some behavior that wasn't the best for me to be around. And also, <laughs> I was living out here in Denver, and this person was in San Diego. And so it made it hard to be in a full-blown relationship. Um, but also, like I said, it really helped for me to see this person from a distance and see some of the things that were going on with that person and why potentially things may or may not work between us. Um, and kind of, you know, characteristics that this person had, you know, when you spend 
a ton of your time on the phone with someone just talking, like you really get to know someone, really, really get to know someone um, because there's not all this filler. There's not activities that are distracting you from them. There's not events that you're going to and from. Um, it is, you're really talking for hours and hours and hours about you know serious things, funny things, all the things. And you really, really be get, become close with that person. Uh, and so again, as something started to unfold, I started to really catch on to some behavioral patterns that I was like, mm, these are kind of maybe looking like a little bit of a yellow flag, maybe a red flag. And I was hesitant. Um, so long story short, you know, we had worked on some things we had agreed to go to counseling together. I'm a huge proponent for that. I think that it is amazing. I think, quite frankly, you guys have heard me talk about it before, but I think that it's something you need to do before things are broken, before the house is on fire. You should start to look at things in your relationship and with your personal self even, and just kind of see, okay, hey, before shit really hits the fan, what can we do to either prevent that from happening or what can we do to not, uh, let's see, like not let it explode as bad as it could if and when shit hits the fan, you know? So we were going to, um, we were doing Zoom. We were doing Zoom counseling. Um, He and I not in the same room when that was happening. And then obviously meeting with the therapist. And I should, should clear up that this therapist was his therapist to begin with. And so he had actually asked me to join in on the sessions, which I had agreed to and kind of basically had implied that if we didn't do it, moving forward wouldn't happen, that I didn't feel comfortable moving forward with anything unless we talked to a therapist and we kind of had this sounding board to really work things through. So, okay, he agrees. Great. Awesome. So we've had a couple sessions and things are kind of starting to starting to get back. Now, I don't know based on some of the damage that I'm not going to share here if if things would have ever worked, but it was important to both of us to see if we could at least get our friendship back. We really were like, hey, can we even be friends anymore after some of the things that he had chosen to do and chosen not to do, quite frankly, um, we were wondering, can we even be friends or has this thing just ran its course? The damage is done. I can't ever trust you again and you aren't wanting to change. So those are the things that we were working on. Now with that, you know, the therapist again is being very clear and he's like, Hey, you know, you, you, neither one of you have to be in this. Neither one of you, you know, have children together or have any legal reason, you know, maybe to stay together, not just to clarify, not that being married is any reason that you need to stay with someone. If you are not happy or in a healthy place and you are married to someone, by all means, girl, guy, 100%, you can get yourself out of that situation. But he was just saying like, listen, you know, clearly the two of you must really love and care about each other because if you didn't, you wouldn't be here. Like you could easily just the two of you walk away from this, which I agreed with. So we had had some sessions and We had even seen each other in person a few times and again, just kind of starting to rebuild that trust and rebuild that comfort that, okay, hey, like I don't just hate you the second that I see you and there's not just this deep rooted anger and hatred for the things that you have done and like the pain that you have caused me. So we uh, had met, again, like I said, we met for coffee and I'm like, okay, things are going good. 
it actually, believe it or not, dare I say this out loud, but I left one of the um, coffees with him and I remember thinking like, that was really nice. I really, I'm really missing you. Like it would be nice to spend more of my day with you. And I'm sure all of you can relate to that. It's kind of, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me type of thing. And I thought, okay, this is really good. Like this feels really nice. And we had um, had a session coming up in a day or two. So cool, everything's good. Again, I'm being a little vague here because I'm not necessarily sharing every single detail of all of the things that led up to what I'm about to share with you. But let's just say that things were starting to feel a little bit better. You know, the, the trust was slowly, slowly starting to come back and you can start to, if anyone's ever been in this situation with a person that you love and care about, you know, as they start to re-earn your trust, you get excited. You want to spend time with that person. You want to let them back into your life because you do love and care about them. And it is scary because you don't know, like, are you going to burn me any second now? Am I going to look like the fool here for, for giving you a second, third, fourth, fifth chance? Like, I don't know. So, this is where it gets crazy. Hold on to your seats because this is where shit gets wild. So we are getting, um, we had a Zoom and we get onto the Zoom session and I'm like, okay, cool. And I should just kind of clarify if anybody who is um, has been with anybody who maybe has a problem with alcohol or has experienced a substance abuse problem, this next part of the episode might be a little bit triggering. So this might be a good time maybe for you to decide to not listen anymore. But uh, so I am going to share some of that, some some problems with substance abuse. So we get, and, and I should also clarify <laughs> as, as I'm bouncing all around here, that that was one of the issues with this person is that alcohol had become a huge factor uh, for this person to escape reality, to avoid things. And I wasn't sure, which is kind of why we were going to therapy as I wasn't sure if this was a real issue, you know, if this person was in fact an alcoholic, if they had just developed more of a crutch with this, you know, uh, substance, you know, what was really going on. I was really trying to figure that out. And this person had told me that they had gone through a 12-step program. They had said that they weren't drinking. They had said multiple times that they were still in their sobriety. And again, I, as a person who isn't sure if they trust this person, it's really hard. Like, it's really hard because where do you draw that line? You know, where do you draw the line of, I don't fucking trust you and I'm never going to trust you again to, okay, maybe what you're saying is true. And then how do you balance that of, okay, well, if you're going to meetings, how do I know you're going to meetings? Or how do I know that you aren't drinking just because you say you're not drinking? Like that seems very scary for a person who has obviously broken your trust. So I was trying, you know, to give this person space and to just say, okay, like, if you say that you're sober, like, I am just going to believe you. Um, I mean, really, honestly, what else am I going to do? If you say that there's certain things in your life that you would never risk losing because your sobriety, well, okay, then I'm going to trust that those things actually mean that much to you and that you wouldn't risk them. Uh, 
And again, it's very risky where you're where you're on that slope of, okay, uh, you know, shame on me for for trusting you again, or maybe shame on you. I I don't know. You know, you you really you really don't know when you're in that situation. So back to what I was saying, we were on our Zoom call and we get in all three, boom, boom, boom. You know, the Zoom opens up and I can see the video, boom, boom, boom. The two of them had been on the session just a minute, probably longer than me. So they were just having their, you know, bullshit and just, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? How, you know, what are you going to do this weekend? They're just talking, waiting for me to come in the room. So as I get in the Zoom and my video is coming up, I see that uh, the person who I'm doing the therapy with is in their car, and that's the place where they choose to do their therapy so that they can take a moment out of work to come, which again, I greatly appreciate. Well, as we are sitting there and I am kind of getting familiar with the just, you know, coming into life, it feels like just kind of, all right, here we are, I notice that there is a can in the cup holder of the car. And I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm trying to not freak out. I'm trying to not overanalyze, jump to any conclusions, you know, jump down this person's throat. But from what I can see out of this, the, the side of the can, it's a white claw can. Pretty sure we all know what a white claw can looks like, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all seen them. And I'm like, you have to be fucking kidding me. There's a white claw can in his cup holder in the car in the middle of the day. What? I have so many questions. And keep in mind, this is happening in real time, like in milliseconds. This is all going down. My brain is trying to process this. My eyes, I'm like, wait, am I really seeing this? Like, what the fuck? Why is the therapist not? Like, what is happening? So... I, you know, they're like, oh, hey, how are you, Ashley? I'm like, I'm fine. And I'm sure there's some irritation in my voice. And I say, what's up with the white claw can? And he responds with, what white claw can? And I'm like, oh my God, I can feel my blood starting to boil. And I'm like, the white claw can that's right there in your cup holder. And he, this is where the gaslighting, I mean, fuck, I'm surprised I didn't catch in flames from the gaslighting. Like, I'm surprised the whole computer didn't just combust. <laughs> this is the most extreme, classic, to a T example of gaslighting I've ever seen in my life. He then proceeds to say, oh, this, and picks up the cup of coffee in the cup holder next to him and says, oh, this, this isn't a white claw this is coffee. And I'm like, oh my God, you have to be kidding me. This, the, you have to actually be kidding me. This can't actually be happening. Again, nothing from the therapist. And I'm say the person's name and I'm like, no, I'm talking about the white claw can that's right there. I can see it in the video in your cup holder. Again, complete utter denial Again, the classic definition of gaslighting saying to me what I'm seeing is not there, that I'm actually the crazy one, that there is no white claw can there, that what I'm seeing isn't there. He doesn't even touch the can. He doesn't even try to like cover the label, nothing. It's just like, we're going to just pretend like it's not there. My, <laughs> my heart and like blood are like racing, even just telling this story because I was so infuriated. So... He then proceeds to touch the f camera 
and turn the phone so now I can't even see the white claw can. So I'm like, oh my God, motherfucker. (laughs) Just because you turned the camera and I can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean that it's not there. What are you doing? So I say to the therapist, I say the therapist's name and I say, can I have a little help here? Like, can you have to be seeing this, correct? Therapist doesn't say anything. And now I'm wondering like, okay, is he just as shocked as I am? Like, is he not able to comprehend that this is happening? Is his mind just as blown that, okay, wow, this guy's been telling us that he's clean and sober and not drinking and clearly has a can of alcohol in his car and he's overwhelmed, um, you know, and he's, the, the guy is not, the person that I was in the relationship with is not, he's not even trying to justify it. He's not trying to say like, oh man, I'm so fucking sorry this is in here. Gosh, like my friend left it in, nothing. It's like, I'm going to actually not even acknowledge that it's there. Like I'm actually not even going to touch it, acknowledge it, anything. Not even try to make up a bullshit story around it. It's just, we're going to not even acknowledge this. So nonetheless, I say in the session, I say, okay, um, I told the therapist, I say, I have to leave. This is not healthy for me. I cannot stay on this call. I will not be lied to and manipulated. Um, I'm going to go. And there is nothing There is nothing from the person. There is nothing from the therapist. There is no, please stay. Let's talk about this. I'm so sorry. Uh, Nothing. So I end the Zoom. My blood is boiling. My heart is broken. My brain is beyond confused, beyond confused. Like I cannot rationalize what I just saw. I'm like, this actually can't be real. Like, I can't have just seen what I saw because that that will mean every single thing that this person has been telling me up until this point has been a lie. And I don't know any other reason why, I don't know any reason, I'm sorry, why you would have a white claw can in your car in the middle of the day during a work day. I don't know any reason. Uh... I don't care if you were out drinking and partying this weekend. You should have said something about that. You should have told me ahead of time. You should have told me after. You could have said it right then. Hey, I I need to talk about this on today's session. I slipped up. I had a stressful day. Um, Something. But the absolute pure disgust of the gaslighting, of the fact that you can't even acknowledge it, was was so much for me. I was like, I can't even, I cannot even believe that someone would do this. And then are you ready for the best part? If it gets better is since that I never heard from that person again. Yep. Never have I heard from that person since that day. What? So you're telling me that you wanted to go to therapy, you wanted to try to work on this, you were the one spending the money, you were the one designating the time, you were the one that trying to repair a friendship, a relationship, a being fucking cordial, something was important to you, and then this happens, and that's it. Boom. Ghosted. Just like, poof. Gone. Gone. 
what? I, if this even makes sense to you, please, like, you have to send me a message, leave me a comment, something. Like, if this makes sense to you, please tell me because it doesn't make sense to me. And I know it's not supposed to because it's absolutely crazy. Like, it is the most illogical thing and I don't understand crazy because I'm not crazy. But I think so many of these type of scenarios happen for people in relationships and then the, the sane ones are left wondering, what the hell just happened? What did I just experience? And we are never going to understand that because it's not meant to be understood. It is not meant to be understood. You cannot understand a person that is mentally unstable. You cannot understand a person that is suffering from a substance abuse and will literally do anything to to skip, to save themselves. They will lie, they will cheat, they will do anything to avoid having to deal with the truth and or being confronted or face their problem or face their addiction whatever that might be. Um, And so we are just left as, I don't want to say victims, but we are just left as the ones that are like, okay, I don't know what the fuck that just was, but that was crazy. And I, me personally, I choose to not have that craziness in my life anymore. I recognize it so much faster. I will get myself out of it so much faster. And that is exactly what I did. And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. This person has had more chances than they ever should. They have had so many opportunities to fall on their sword, to be humble, to express the true nature of what's going on with them and have a very compassionate, loving person be by their side. And they've chosen not to do that. And so I was like, okay. And while It was very painful to not have them reach out, to not even just have them say, I'm sorry. Just like a simple, I'm sorry. I have a problem, I'm sorry. Or I'm sorry I hurt you. Or I know this is over, I'm sorry. Like just something. But no, it's like, you're such a fucking coward. You can't even tell me you're sorry. Like, wow. Okay, cool. (laughs) cool. I'm glad that we got this figured out now. I'm really glad that we got this figured out now because man, crazy, crazy, crazy. So that's my story for you. That is my experience with getting gaslit and ghosted, gaslit and ghosted right there. Boom, man. You know, you think just when you think you got it figured out, just when you think you got it figured out, guys. Alrighty. Well, that is Mic Drop Monday. This is Smash Talk. I am Ashley Randall. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a comment. Send me a message. Tell me your crazy story because I would love to hear it. And uh, I will see you guys when I see you. Okay. Take care. Be good to yourself and be good to each other.